Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's like a big dome thing. Well, you're f***ing nut. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of 20 Minute Tims. There's only one match to discuss. Celtic 2, Rangers 1, and I'm joined by Smelly. Yeah. Same seat every time. Don't know why I got confused. And Stephen. <laughs> Happy New Year, everyone. Oh. It's New Year's Day. What did you. What, it is New Year's Day. Yeah. Happy New Year. Oh, Melly. Oh, Happy New Year. That was a weird one, Melly. We'll pretend for the benefit of the camera here. There we go. Did you rub my knuckle? Hey, listen. Do you know what? What did you spend your hug money doing? Absolutely nothing like a, a normal person. If you leave the house in Hogmanay, I think you're, you're at it. Uh, you're absolutely at it. Yeah. I, what I did was I just sat in, got a big box of chocolates, got a bottle of wine, and then just downloaded every Rangers podcast <laughs> I could find and just sat listening to every word of it. I've not had a chance yet. I, I've been running about a bit over the, the festive period, so I've not had a chance to sit down and take it all in. So there will be, if you are a... Rangers content creator let's face it you're watching this right now oh. if you're a Rangers content creator and you're looking at the stats you're looking at the numbers or thinking, you want for a Scottish newspaper yeah. same thing yeah if you're looking at your stats and your numbers and thinking we've got one less click than I would expect at this time after a game I'll get there don't worry I'm still here don't worry I will get to you I know you're missing me it's all part of the fun listen what a win that was first of all uh, Dal, Dal, someday an apology. Dal, Brendan, an apology. Dal, Celtic, an apology. Dal, do I, do I owe anyone an apology for doubting them, Melly? Because I was nervous before it. Also, oh, was I, mate? I thought it, uh, I thought Celtic were struggling going into it. Uh, we had won the two games, but reminded us what Brendan is and what Celtic are—the mm. the top dogs, aren't they? The top mm. dogs, and it's just that that psychological thing that ha- we ha- they had over us in the nineties. That yes, you might think you're getting there, you're getting there, you're almost there, but then Celtic will just go in and beat you. And look, I think Celtic played well, could have played better, but of course we've seen they could have played worse uh, like they've done this season, but came away with a victory and it was massive. It's absolutely huge, that psychological thing. And the meltdown has been utterly tremendous. Stephen, the, the, the Lemmy meme that we've now been using, I forgot. <laughs> no, it's my fault. It's my fault, right? I always start to Celtic because I, not not that only did I forget how bad Rangers are, but I forgot how good Celtic can be sometimes. I'm watching Cal McGregor going, I forgot. No, it's my fault. So I know you boss these games. I've seen it before. Well, I think for good reason. Look, uh, we said last week or the, the previous episode that this was a massive test for Celtic mm. going in and there were reasons for that. One, because Rangers were in good form going in. They had achieved some stuff this season including European results and winning a cup so for those reasons coupled with Celtic's stuttering form we went in thinking this is a massive test and it was it's very easy in hindsight to go back and say well, Celtic have cantered it. It was a, they're rubbish it wasn't a test but it was going in mm. and Celtic passed it uh, now we'll, we've still got concerns going forward about the this direction of this season but we've got over that massive hurdle passed that test answered a good few questions and now we're almost at January where we still believe 
some problems are going to be fixed, but it was about getting over that. Hey, we're in January, you. Oh yeah, we're in January. <laughs> so, so, what, sorry, I meant that we are, we've still got the St Mirren game to go as mm. we record this, so th- th- that's to get out of the way before we go and start signing anybody. But at five past 12 last night, New Year's Nobody in, oh, in. Uh, Nobody in, I, I was wondering, right, right so the agents better be getting phoned right about now. <laughs> Faxes better be getting sent. The bells have just finished and yeah. the phones are ringing. But you're right, you're right to say that sometimes you forget that Celtic are capable of Stepping up, that phrase, we, we did an At The Match podcast and we used the words step up several times mm. on it because I think that was warranted with some of the performances, some of the individual performances, which we'll come on to. I think that Celtic managed to do that and they are capable of doing that. Just We haven't just, we've not seen it enough this season. So I think that's what caused the slight nerves going into this because we know how good Celtic can be. But for whatever reason, on a number of occasions, they haven't been. But no complaints. Well... Not no complaints. I think that Celtic could have been better mm. about that game. But all it did in the cold light of day, when you watch the game back, all it did was add to the excitement of it yeah. because you know the result. I have watched it back now. And you know the result's coming and it did just add to the, the sort of excitement of it all that, that last maybe 15, 20 minutes or so. I think what Stephen's saying is right, but also like I kind of disagree as well because it is... The players stepped up, but it's the guys who have been stepping up this yeah, season, yeah, isn't it? True. Like Cal McGregor's already done it against Rangers. Matt O'Reilly was brilliant against Rangers last time. Kyogo got the winning goal, and it's really only, scales. Yeah, yeah scales yeah. got by the match last time, and Bernardo's come in this time and done it. But it was that that midfield that won the game for Celtic, and that's that was what it took. I think I said about it last week. Is the Rangers were a bit under strength in there, a couple of injuries, so that was the place where I felt Celtic could get it and. The, the performance of the three in midfield was incredible. I think Greg Taylor moving in there caused Rangers problems as well. So seeing those three guys in there, and there's been some chat about Callum McGregor this season. Is he as good as last season? That though doesn't really matter now, does it? If he can go into these games and boss them like he does, he's going to do it every time. And he's got that over them as well, no matter who it is. How many has he been through now? Look, Rogers rhymed off five or six managers he's mm. been through. How many midfielders has Cal McGregor been through yeah. again? Lundstrom back from injury, Cantwell <sighs> meant him start. Raskan. 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 I'm laughing as well you're talking about Cal McGregor. I just remember I'm absolutely taking the piss out of Todd Cantwell. Yeah. <laughs> laughing in his face. Yeah. yeah. And look, that, that's what he does in these games. He's, he's different from Scott Brown, but in some ways he's a lot better because mm. he's got the, I think he's a better footballer than Scott Brown, but he's a different sort of captain and, We've seen him call Rangers players certain things in other games, but this time he's just laughing in Cantwell's face. Like this guy's nowhere near his level, and Cal McGregor showed what his level is, showed what Rangers' level is, and who comes out on top. It's often said about Cal McGregor, and rightly so, because of the, the obvious comparison, and I don't want to keep using it because it's unfair to do it to Cal McGregor, but when compared to Scott Brown, he is a, a quieter personality, but he's also a massive personality mm. when it comes to these games. He's yeah. the guy who explodes into life, and he's the guy who is, as you say, shouting. He's in the Rangers players' faces. He's he's taking the piss out of them. So he's not he's not just this quiet, unassuming guy underneath this sort of quiet exterior. And I heard Scott Brown. He was on some podcast, some outlet talking about his favourite teammates. Yeah. He was talking about how Cal McGregor is the ultimate professional. He goes to his bed at half nine, doesn't he look at his phone past a certain time, gets like 10 hours of sleep a night, doesn't drink. He is mm-hmm. Mr. Professional and everything in his life is geared towards being the best footballer he possibly can. But underneath all that sort of quiet, Exterior is beats the heart of an absolute winner and yeah. an absolute tiger and can, in there. You can tell because I, we said before the game that the but the thing that gave me confidence was the fact that these players one have done it before. There's a number of players in there that have done it before against Rangers, and two we've seen them do it this season in the more difficult ties and yeah. the bigger games is when they step up. Callum McGregor has been he's he's not been as influential in recent weeks no. as we know he can be. But in that game, Bostit doesn't even begin to cover it. Yeah. He was absolutely everywhere. He was taking the ball off people. He was keeping the ball off people. He was sitting back. He was pressing forward when he had to press forward. He was in the final third. He was defending. He just, he completely controlled every inch of that park. Yeah, and Todd Cantwell walks out his door. He'll have a wee peek around the corner to see if Cal McGregor's there today. <laughs> he just seemed, every time Cantwell had a touch, he was on him. Right in there, takes the ball off him. And every second ball, it seemed maybe he was there. As well with Matt O'Reilly and Bernardo. The midfield just dominated. And there was still there was still faults in Celtic's game, but you can't fault those three guys in there. I thought they were brilliant. The beating heart of Celtic in there. And 
probably the reason we got the victory. Mm. To be honest, and Cal McGregor is the main reason for that man of the match, and rightly so, a captain's performance. It was great after the game. He was in, uh, I think he was in the hospital, and he came up and he did a wee speech, and he goes, "I Rangers have been on a good run, but they've not played anyone yet." And I yeah, thought, yeah. he knows, he knows, <laughs> he knows how to stick it in. Uh, Bernardo. Sort of, I was quite disparaging of Bernardo. We've been, yeah. I, do you know what? I think I might just stop doing that because I think you can just take it as read that we've been pretty critical of some players this season, yeah. and rightly so. But Bernardo was one where I was like, well, I see no world in which we are paying £5 million for Bernardo because a couple of weeks ago he wasn't even getting a sniff and he wasn't starting games. He's been here since the summer. But these last few games, particularly that Glasgow derby, if I would now say that I, I'm a total convert in Bernardo and yeah, I, would, yeah. I would pay the money. Uh, well, uh, somebody sent me a thing that's maybe only two million pound or just less than mm. that, and not not the best source, but a decent source football manager has him about two million as well, <laughs> and that's usually it's usually quite accurate with wages and stuff mm. like that. So if it's like that, then get him signed. But even if he keeps up like this, if it is five million, it's looking like he should probably do it again. But it is against Rangers; he has looked good in that game and the games in Europe I need to see more from him in the sort of smaller games but after the Dundee game and the Livingston game if he can add what he's doing to his game he was just everywhere so much so that I was like I need you to calm down mate I need you to calm down because you're going to be off the pitch one oh, way yeah. or the other whether it be sent off or uh, taken off but he was absolutely brilliant capped off with his goal if he's adding goals to his game as well he was brilliant but even from the first whistle, there was a bit just at the very start, right over where we were sitting, where the ball came to the touchline, the Rangers player took the touch and he just went through him and took the ball, took it out for a, a, a shy for Rangers and you're like, right, he's up for it, he's mm -hmm. up for it and then over our side as well, uh, McCausland, I think it was McCausland and Scales comes yes. in and goes through and like, right, they're up for it here, Celtic are ready for this. And that's what we were speaking about last week. Was a lot of players like we were talking about Yang, Mikey Johnson, David Turnbull. I said I didn't want to see them on the pitch because in these games you need to win your individual battles. And most of the players for Celtic done that, and that is why we got the victory. Those players won their battles. Celtic midfield won the battle, and Celtic had moments of quality. All most of the time in these games, there's one or two of these games where. You just get an absolute trouncing and mm. the team can't do anything about it. But in a tight game like this, you need to do those things and Celtic done them and that's how they came out with the victory. There were a couple of moments where I thought we'd missed the opportunity to take Bernardo off because I remember round about us in particular, there was a huge swell and like, calls to going to get him off because mm. he kept going into challenges. And I think Brendan Rodgers said that he after the game. It. He had a couple of challenges where he was stretching for the ball and it could so easily lead to a second booking. And I remember thinking, oh, we're going to miss a chance here because the ball wouldn't go out of play. And I thought, he's going to get sent off before we've had a chance. Nobody's warming up. Where's Hatate? What we're doing here? I thought he was going to get sent off. But I've got a great performance. And I'm, I'm conscious of swinging, veering wildly from one opinion to the next. But that's what these games are all about, isn't well, it? that's it. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that. Well, in fact, they'd be foolish of us to deny the fact that performances in these games in particular make you stand out yeah. as a potential signing. And you can't really blame us for having a guy who joined the club on loan, never got a game at <laughs> all, and then going, ah, probably doesn't look like he's worth signing him. Then he plays in two games, he plays in a handful of games, looks pretty assured, and then comes to absolute life in a Rangers <laughs> game. You it's, think, okay, sign him. It's like it's like David Turnbull in the in the COVID season. Is like, What a December signing he was. <laughs> where's, where's he been this whole time? That Bernardo turns up in December and all of a sudden announces himself as a Celtic player. It's our job to veer wildly yeah. from one, <laughs> one opinion to the other. It's the club's job. Aye, to yeah. make the calculated decisions it does pose questions where on earth has he been all this time he looked like a guy where we were just wheeling him out for Champions League games yeah. and in specific circumstances the Chris Killen of midfield <laughs> if you like <laughs> but um, so I, I don't know where he's been this whole time but his last couple of performances have been absolutely great and you think right, we got a goal against Indy but maybe we shouldn't focus on that too much. There are still questions around him, but his all-round performance against Rangers was absolutely superb. I thought, and the goal, the goal itself, I remember a goal that was scored this season, one of Matt O'Reilly's glut of goals that he got mm. all in a row. I can't remember who played the pass, but there was one that dropped over his left shoulder and he hit it across into the far bottom the corner. Hearts. Yeah, that, that, that was it. Um, and I remember thinking, we spoke about it, and the reason I think we all go, oh, and we're so impressed with a goal like that is because in your mind, you can easily picture yourself trying that. Or Dyson. Yeah, I <laughs> Dyson. Or you could... You can see that ball coming over your own shoulder and you just sky it straight into the into the roof of the, the stand. 
the Bernardo one was quite similar for me because I think if if I had that opportunity, I would shoot, but I would probably just like mm-hmm. slice it over the bar. So he cut down across the ball, kind of threw and across the ball and just send it into the net like an arrow. Absolutely brilliant technique. The celebration was brilliant. He got obviously booked for it. Could they get injured? I didn't notice at the time because we sit in the halfway line, so it's kind of down to our left, that, that section. But it, it looked to me like it gets stuck under the... His knees. Yeah, he did, it, it gets stuck under the collapsed advertising board, so could have been a dodgy one, so thankfully he managed to get through that. Referee but, doing his job yeah. for a change. <laughs> yeah. The meltdown about these refs has been absolutely unbelievable. Listen, lots of Rangers fans watch this. They've been yeah. watching... Well, there's been a lot of Rangers fans tuning in when Celtic have not been doing so well. I wonder if the same guys will be tuning in this week now that they've absolutely battered Rangers. But do you think we could get our hands... Like, New Year, New Year's resolution, and we can put, you know old um, disagreements behind us do you think finally we're at a place now where Celtic fans and Rangers fans can reach across the divide <laughs> and accept that maybe referees are influenced and biased in yeah. some way by the occasion by allegiances by pressure from fans and pressure from clubs because all you've been hearing all season is rubbish 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 referees are completely innocent nothing happens to referees they make their judgments down the line and you're all paranoid and it's crazy to suggest anything else and if you if we were if we'd heard the Germans that were complaining about Bayern Munich bias we'd all be laughing at them bang yeah. four days later Willie Collins on VAR he works at this school he needs to be sacked we, we can never do it again they're afraid to make these decisions so it's it's something we've been saying for a long time on the podcast. See, when we're criticising referees and you're lying down in front of that train to defend them and say that we're <laughs> absolutely mental for suggesting that referees are anything yeah. other than completely infallible, it's going to come and bite you in the backside. And lo and behold, the Rangers fans think Bernardo should have been off. Wild to me. I Johnston don't, as well. I, I think, don't yeah. think I don't think that. I think that second challenge was more of a booking on Goldson than it was in Bernardo. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's the exact same thing that the Dyson got sent off for against Atletico Madrid. Yeah. He just went in the sort of clashed legs after the ball. So that's it? a complete non-entity. Um, the handball incident with Alistair Johnson. Yeah. Um, oh, difficult <laughs> one, isn't it? Because I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to grab yes. Dessers. Seema. Uh, yeah. He's trying to grab Seema. Yes, of course. And, uh, and, the, and he punches the ball at that time. Uh, and I think there was a bit of confusion in the broadcasting area about why it wasn't but at the end of the day Stephen it, it, it was offside and it wouldn't have been a penalty yeah that, that's right and under stuff about the refs it's like well, well unconscious bias has been a thing that's doesn't exist around. doesn't yeah, exist that, well, come on. it does exist right it is an undeniable it is a is an immutable part of the human psyche. It mm. is, exists. It's an observable part of human Shaking life. My head. But apart from Scottish yes, referees, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't affect them at all, and never has done. But the incident, yes, the incident. I, I think it's clear that Alistair Johnson, when you watch the replays, what he did was, it's it's very common for when the ball's in the air, you stick a hand out to find your opponent just to make sure you're you're spatially aware of yeah. your of what's going on. I think he did that. He went to grab. Same. Maybe not so much grab, but he fell out for what was around him. And in doing so, the ball hits his hand and goes out. To me, I think that's a fairly clear incident where it's a penalty. Right? Yeah. I think, I think I, I'm not going to spend much time denying it, that, that. I don't buy that natural position stuff because what he was trying to do was affect his opponent in some way and it hit his hand and went out. I think if you influence the play where the only reason the ball went out of play is because it hit your hand, I think, I think that's a, a fair case yeah. for a penalty. But, right, now, I appreciate that people are upset about the process involved, but every single angle of it arrives at not a penalty anyway. Yeah. All of it, right? Rangers uh, want the transcript. Yeah. How did you... Re- we want, we're want. we demanding to know how you reached this correct conclusion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like a flowchart where all, of, mm. where all leads towards no penalty anyway. So if it's handball, is it deliberate handball? Yes, give penalty. Then it goes to... Attacking phase of play, right? Yeah. So then it, that's checked. Then it's no penalty because it's offside. Is it handball? No. Or is it deliberate handball? No. No penalty. They all arrive at no penalty yeah. anyway. So I, I I get that people are upset having not explained to them in a timely fashion, but it's it's not really straw clutch. No, isn't it? Yeah, it's not it's not worth it's not worth getting upset about. And it's a pattern now. I think it's obvious that managers of Rangers um, go out and try to deflect from their own performances, from their own shortcomings by whipping up the angry hordes. They, mm-hmm. they go out and try and make all the fans raging about injustice and indecision and 
you know, being let down by referees yet again because Michael Beale did it. Do you remember the yep. Jota handball that he just completely made up yep. and they stuck with it for days? And the Dessers, no, Dessers were involved. The, the, the roof goal, the, the Lager Bielka incident at Ibrox. Now, again, that was very, very contentious. Came that's a goal. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the one I'm on to. So once that is explained, okay, yep. right, here, let, let's play out a little scenario here. I'll be Philippe Clement, you be the referee, right? You do look a bit like Yeah, him. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad he outed himself as a bit of a, a potential crackpot as well. We'll come to that. He's a wackadoodle. Right, Mr. Referee, why did we not get a penalty there? Uh, because it was offside. Okay, have a good year when it comes. Thanks very much. Thank and you. scene. That's, that's it. That's the whole discussion, isn't it? Right, that's it. That's all it boils down to. So the fact that we're going to be droning on about this for ages and ages, and it, it was offered at least two explanations by journalists, by press at the press conference. He, he lost his temper with the BBC when he was asked mm -hmm. whether about the the best team won. Yes. So, so aye, cracks appear in there. But he was offered a number of explanations and he was still on about how that was a costly mistake. It was an expensive mistake. Use that word. It was expensive today. Mistakes happen. I make mistakes as well. But that was a, an expensive one today. It's not. It didn't cost you anything. It didn't It didn't affect anything because it was not a penalty. Yeah. It doesn't matter that it took ages for them to explain it to you. It's not their position to have to explain the decision to you. The pundits as well. Pundits are on about, oh, we didn't have the information. So what? But this is a but this is a again this is a problem that has been with us since day one. Yeah. It's a problem we've spoke about in this podcast. Half the time you don't know why things are happening, yeah, especially yeah. if you're in the stadium. Sometimes yeah. you get VAR check handball, sometimes you don't. Sometimes it 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 just goes on. There's no announcement. There's no indication. VAR is like a law unto itself. But these are complaints that we've had since day one, and they've been rubbished. And I think this yeah. is this is all deflection. Because Rangers kind of just lose a stand-up game against Celtic. No. And it's all deflection because Balogun spat at the Celtic fans and no one's talking about it. Oh, yeah. David Turnbull's disallowed. David, You know what's a bigger contentious issue for me than the clear not penalty Alistair Johnson? David Turnbull's filled in the box. It's a clear penalty. Yeah. Nick Walsh doesn't give it. After Nick Walsh doesn't give it and they realise they made a boo-boo, the linesman puts his line, hand up for an offside decision. He's no offside. That, In fact, to be honest... That's one that probably should have got a VAR check, but it's not. So the David Turnbull for me is far more contentious. A million times more contentious, the David Turnbull penalty, than the Alistair Johnson clearly not a handball. And Leon Balligan spitting at Celtic fans is something that should be making the papers now, but everyone's like, Rangers have got really out in the front foot with this aggrieved thing. And people and the press have just went along with it. They don't have the stones to go to Rangers. Well, hold on a minute here because there was a Turnbull and there was a Balligan that we're going to yeah. discuss first. Yeah, it's just a bravado again from them as usual. And I thought the meltdown from the, the roof one was good. This is even better because you're looking at it going, right, okay, all these decisions. So the first one was the, the handball they didn't get. Right, okay. It probably is a penalty, right? But see, even... Am I, am I being coloured by the fact that I think it's a penalty because of all the penalties they get? Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think it's a stonewall penalty. It hits his hand, yes. I don't think he means it. I don't think it's intentional. I think the ball's still probably going the same place it went, but it hits his hand. But they would they usually get them. They always yeah, get yeah. them. And even the... That's why they're so angry. Yeah, and even the Turnbull one. I, I'm not sure that's a penalty. I think it's so weak from Turnbull, yet... If it was them, they get it. Yeah, yeah. And because they didn't get this one, this one, they are going mental. But you can, my point is, you can debate whether or not it's a tumble penalty and you can agree or disagree. My point is, it's not even been discussed. The whole incident has basically been brushed over and everyone's talking about this Alistair Johnson thing. Yeah, but the fact that the, the Alistair Johnson thing, they don't get the penalty from it and then it comes out that it's offside anyway, it then had to be, all right, well, my, Johnson should have got a second booking for the set thing on Seema. The both of them are jumping. He's yeah. both his hands go out and mm. Seema is there. I don't think that's a booking. The Bernardo one isn't a booking. The stills of Luis Palma's corner that is this ball gone oh, out before it's come in. Just an angle, by the way. Yeah. 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 Completely lost the plot and lost all. And you're sitting here thinking, use our paranoid conspiracy theory. Oh no, wait, that's meant to be us. <laughs> it's, but, it's... but what I do have a problem with, like you have said, is this is what we are talking about. Mm -hmm. You cannot come on and after every big game start going mental about referees when every week we are saying 
this VAR isn't working properly, these referees aren't fit for purpose, we need more transparency, and then as soon as one, two incidents go wrong for you, it's complete meltdown and this has to be changed, getting courts involved, wanting radio scanners in to hear the audio. <laughs> and look, <laughs> what, I, what I can say as well is, it was offside, right, that's fine, but the problem is, that wasn't the the decision at the time. Mm. The decision was that Willie Collum didn't think Nick Walsh had made a mistake and it should yeah. be reviewed. But he's a terrible referee, like we've been saying yeah. since he was a referee. Like about, what, 10, 12 years ago when he gave a penalty he didn't even see. But that, that doesn't <laughs> matter. Willie Collum, yeah. yeah. That doesn't yeah. matter. He's always been a terrible referee. Well, that's ref. it, cancelled it then. One for one. But now, it evens itself out over a couple of decades, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. But now that the the brogue's on the other foot, as we say, mm. then it, it's a complete and utter meltdown. We've said all along these refs are terrible. The process for this, when VAR first came in and Celtic were getting handballs against us willy nilly, we asked for this stuff, and no, no, yeah. you, you're you're paranoid, you're mental. It's all against you. It's all the same refs and all that. Catholic schools and that. But now, <laughs> but now that this has happened, oh, we need transparency. We need to hear the audio and that. Do you know what? Brilliant. Bring it on. Yeah. Because see if we do get to hear the audio, you will find out very quickly that your club gets more. Never more in a million. Listen, there's a, is that 75 games since they last had a penalty yeah. against them now? Never in a million years of the SFA releasing that audio, right? <laughs> Never in a million years because if that if they do that to quote Neil Lennon, that's opening a bag of worms. <laughs> <laughs> right. So let's say we've, we've discussed the refs. Let's not fall into that. You know, we brought them up and let's do the right thing. We might as well discuss. Uh, we discussed a couple of good performances but Arthur Johnson the man in question ah, was he too hot was he Stephen? I was dreadful to be oh, honest yeah. he's allowed one of those because he's he's usually a big game player and he usually turns up against Rangers he, he loves that fixture but I thought from very early on it looked as if he wasn't moving very well there was mm. one quite good run he went on down the right uh, cut inside knocked it past someone and ran on the outside but um he didn't look as if he was he was moving all that freely. I, I could only speculate on that. That's only my my view of it. Um, I don't know if he's maybe carrying a knock and we just thought, right, we'll just cobble together what team we've mm. got available on the day and we'll worry about it later. There's a break coming up. But I wondered if we might have seen Ralston at some point um, yesterday cause, or uh, on the the game because I thought he had a, a bit of a shocker and it was his pass that basically killed Stephen Welsh. Yeah. He turned inside, passed it, a hospital ball in the, in the middle. Stephen Welsh was forced into a big lunge and it was that was the chance that Dessers completely made an arse of, right? So that could have been very different. If that, was a, <laughs> if that was a competent player, then we would have been, it would have been an altogether different scenario. If that, I mean, Seema was rubbish, but he has got, I think, about 13 or 14 goals this season, which is quite impressive. He, he has been a good finisher. If it had been him running through, he probably buries that. It doesn't take 10 touches and shite himself like this. So <laughs> there was a meme going down the rounds now that uh, the meme of the two buttons and the guy yes, sweating, yeah. deciding which one to press. Is. One was score and the other one was take 10 touches and shite yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so if, it could have been very different, but the, the reason I bring it up is because it was Alistair Johnston's fault and he had a, he had a good few. Even getting forward, Celtic were on a couple of decent breaks and he just got forward and leathered it over the bar. Dyson did the same. So uh, he didn't have a, a good game at all. But uh, you're allowed one of those on occasion. But if Celtic hadn't managed to get the result yesterday, we would have been looking at it in an altogether different light. So no, it wasn't good. But again, you, you can have you can have a couple of shanners. Ah, it was terrible. Absolutely yeah. shocking. Everything about him, even just a simple passing, yeah. was putting Celtic under pressure. And it was worrying during the game because him and with Maeda ahead of them, it was really poor from Celtic. And that's yeah. why that's, the right side's been a problem for a wee while. Yeah, isn't it? and it's not going to get any easier with Maeda now away. So we're thinking, right, that's Maeda's third game in. Hopefully, that's him up to speed now. Boy, oh boy, he's not mm. up to speed. So I think him and Johnson it was a big problem there, but Rangers didn't take advantage no, of it. No. And again, we'll come on to them, but Johnston was poor, put Celtic under pressure. And I think Celtic were good right up until the point where Stephen Welsh went off. And then it started, it sort of didn't knock us a wee bit, but it just sort of took that flow out of the game where Celtic were getting on the ball past it. I thought Welsh was really good before he went off, mm. uh, looked solid enough and then when they, he went off it just... N- Rocky brought... was shaky, wasn't he? He came into the at game first, but he was yeah. shaky at first time. Uh, the first, up until half time he did look a bit shaky but that's understandable. Yeah. Like, him and Welsh haven't played a lot of football, just thrown into these games and you kind of forget like these guys haven't played football in months and months but Navrotsky came into it but Celtic sort of just lost a wee bit towards uh, half time and then I thought right, just calm down at half time Brendan, get your message across and then come out in the second half see through the first five minutes ten minutes and we should mm. be alright 
didn't really need to do that, just score a wonder goal in that time. Yeah. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Three, two, one. Happy New Year from our friends over at Manscaped. The ball has officially dropped, but that doesn't mean you have to drop the ball on your balls in 2024. Whether you had a New Year's kiss or not, the leaders in Below the Waist Grooming have you covered for your much-needed resolution of bringing sexy back. Join the 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with their exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the code TIMS, T-I-M-S, for 20% off and free shipping. Let us have a toast for a new year, new you, and a new you with no pubes. It's a new year, new balls, with the global leaders in Below the Waist Grooming. This year, take your package to the next level with their Performance Package 4.0 and other premium wet goods. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you will find a signature lawnmower 4.0. The advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate parts. It also comes equipped with a 4000K LED spotlight that will shine a light to the promised land 2024 looks to be. To complete the set, Manscaped threw in their Shed Travel Bag and Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs as free gifts to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. If you really want to make 2024 the year to remember, make sure to try out Manscaped's wet goods as well. This includes their ultra-premium body wash, two-in-one shampoo and body deodorant. These products are the absolute perfect follow-up after your New Year's gym sessions. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the word TIMS, T-I-M-S. Time to feel sexy this 2024 with Manscaped. Well, there's a contrast here between Navrotsky's introduction and the subs that were made later on because I don't think the later subs helped much, mm. if not made Celtic a wee bit worse, to be honest. Because I think that like being thrown into a game like that, to an extent, all of the subs are being thrown into a game like that. But there's a big, big difference between tactical substitutions and enforced emergency substitutions, of which Navrotsky was one. Mm. He gets put in with very little instruction other than just replace that guy, go out and defend. The tactical subs have been on, have been sent on with clear instructions on how to close out this game, control the game and get the game won. I don't think they did that and we'll probably discuss that because I think there are players who sometimes come into this team who look as if they haven't been given any instructions at mm. all, which I don't believe for a second. So they are possibly completely ignoring their instructions, that which um, contributed to the shaky last maybe 20 minutes of the game. But Navrotsky, I think he has allowed a couple of dodgy passes because he has been literally thrown in there yeah. into a very intense environment for the first time in months but I thought he really really came into it I, thought, oh, I, I was really impressed with him actually and it it reminded me of what I was impressed with him at first his ability to pass under pressure nice crisp through balls yeah. it was the, the pass for Kyogo's goal I think I it was it, yeah. took out about four players with that 
just like arrowed past right into the middle of the park. O'Reilly turns and he does the rest to, to find He's, Kyogo. But the, the passing's much, much better. It's a weird one because these injury updates for Celtic just keep you guessing. There's another yeah, player who yeah. we've not seen played uh, and then Brendan Rodgers after the game said you know he's just been unlucky with this injury he's going to be a very big, big important player I've got real faith in him aye and, <laughs> and you're just like but Brendan a couple of weeks ago you said it's about he's not got the personality pers- he's got personality <laughs> and then bef- now we're hearing it's about injury and these injury updates are mystifying sometimes yeah. because you're left to draw your own conclusions and maybe Celtic want to keep some things under their hat a wee bit I don't know why but because we before the game, I, I thought right, Navrotsky can't even get a start ahead of Welsh. Stephen Welsh, Stephen Welsh, who barely played any minutes under the last manager in the last couple of seasons, we bought this guy for big money, and then after the game, Brian's like, no, he's going to be a big player for me in, in the second part of the season. If Carter Vickers makes it, he's not even in the squad. So uh, yeah. despite the fact that Brendan Rodgers has got a huge amount of faith in him and he, he's capable of putting in performances, he wouldn't even near that squad if Carter Vickers had been fit. Now I know that. That, that suggests that I'm saying he's behind Carter Vickers that's clear but he's also behind Stephen Welsh he's also behind yeah. Scales so he's, he's not anywhere near the team yeah I thought, I thought he was good when he came on in that second half I thought he was solid there was one or two occasions where he looked like oh he's dived in there but he managed to yeah. sort it out for himself and like Stephen I thought his passing was crisp in the first 10-15 minutes I thought oh no because Liam Scales is holding on to the ball for mm. so long um, I was reading some scouting done on Celtic and apparently Celtic centre-halves uh, uh, hold on to the ball more than any other centre-halves in the league really? so it's, it's a bit of a problem for Celtic maybe not so much in these games but Liam Scales had that one early on where he passed it straight in and Rangers were on the break and I thought this, this could be dodgy but when Navrotsky came on ball out his feet and playing these crisp passes in but it wasn't the simple ones like we see a lot of the time from Scales or maybe even Welsh he was playing it through the lines as they say mm. and trying to beat a couple of players and as soon as we do that as soon as Celtic could beat Rangers press and get the ball to O'Reilly or McGregor it changes the entire dynamic doesn't yeah. it and that, that's been the problem for Celtic this season is the centre-halves have been too happy just to play it out to their full-back back inside and then go and give it to Carl McGregor if we can get it from the centre-halves into the, the sort of two number eights we can then spring on teams and that's what we're doing to Rangers and that's how the, the second goal comes but when that second goal comes I just didn't expect it at all and it just perfect timing from Kyogo every time some idiot will come out and say something he's not <laughs> yeah. on form or that or can Kyogo finish like Lawrence Shankland that's a better goal than Lawrence Shankland's ever scored it was utterly tremendous fought for a split second wrong decision because Dyson was in there yeah. I remembered oh it's Dyson he'll miss anyway <laughs> uh, but that, so that, did Kyogo <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that goal will be up there the two goals actually Two pieces of sheer quality that will be up there. Added added to the list of goals against Rangers that you'll see over and over again. Utterly incredible that Ky- this guy can do it. He's unbelievable. Kyogo's unbelievable. And again, it's a player we singled out before the match. Like all the, the thing that gave us faith was these guys, McGregor, O'Reilly, guys that have done it against Rangers yeah. before. Up crops Kyogo. I think that's seven goals, seven goals in a calendar year yeah. against Rangers, the only player to ever do it. He's got that in the locker and the wee shimmy just to give himself a bit of space. And it was beautiful because as you Chris Boyd made an absolute fool of himself once again. <laughs> no. I, once again, Kyogo can he finish like that. Lauren Shankland asked for a goal like that on his Christmas list. He's never scored a goal like that in his puff, Lauren Shankland. And it just from, I don't know, from about 20 odd yards out, shifts up on his weaker foot right by Super Jack Butler. <laughs> it's not even as if that goal was the was the key defining point in shutting Chris Boyd up and proving that he can do it he's done it loads of yeah, times yeah. there was one against it's Dundee United it's so, the proximity of Chris Aye. Boyd's dumb comment <laughs> yeah. you'll go saying hod that so it's it's. I don't think it's appropriate to look at that as that oh see you can do it he's been doing it all along uh-huh. th- throughout his Celtic career now he's more famous for or he's more sort of infamous for his tap-ins and, and his movement and getting in behind the defence and popping up at the near post and flicking it in. But he's been doing that throughout. Again, the, the one at Tannadice last season, I think in the like the 9-0 game, yeah, yeah. bent it first time, ball drops down, bends it into the top corner. He's done it loads of times. <laughs> Left foot, right foot. Uh, uh, having watched the game back, obviously I was at the game, so I'm not party to any of the, the commentary that goes on. Um, I watched it back and Jerry McCulloch referenced Nakamura several times after he did that. He said that it was like watching Nakamura and I thought, but, uh, yeah. but, but not... But Why, he's, but, he's, but he's actually right because... The, it was the left foot, it was the swinging away from the keeper mm. into the top corner. And I remember Nakamura did that 
almost identical goal against Dundee United in this time. It was more of a chip, but it was the the flight of the ball was almost identical. It kind of went across from that left side of the box across the keeper into the far top corner. Nakamura did something almost identical to that back in the day. But I was amazed the space Kyogo found. Yeah, he just uh, dropped a wee bit deeper. And yeah. the, the, the Rangers defence just didn't really know they who could, to follow. They couldn't handle There's a good few times where you've seen him pick up the ball deeper. And again, this is been Celtic's problem it's not these games we struggle in because mm. Kyogo can do that because the team's not sitting on the edge of the 18 yard box but he dropped off and you could just see Goldson and Balgan nobody knew who yeah. to mark him and he had that space to have that we turn and set players in it I thought he was he was great he knew when to press and I think the main thing from this game is is Celtic went in with a plan they yeah. went in with a plan and you could tell from the way they set up they could tell from even the way the game kicked off, as soon as it changed to Rangers taking kickoff, Celtic dropped a bit because they knew, oh, Rangers aren't going to be any different to their team. They are going to shell this ball on top of Greg Taylor or our defence and try and go from there. So Celtic had, it seemed like they had a plan for every eventuality mm. that, that happened out there on the pitch and Cantwell, Mark and McGregor, brilliant. That means oh, Liam Scales and uh, Welsh will have more time on the ball. And Cantwell gave up on that. He gave up on that because he's not willing to put the work in. A few Celtic players that came on the same, but Celtic had a plan and this is where Brendan Rodgers earns his money in these games. One defeat in 15 or something. You you were talking about the Cantwell, Mark and McGregor thing. This is just... and Celtic have just got a better manager and that that to me is the indicator because only... If Cantwell was in Celtic's team, Brendan Rodgers wouldn't give him a job like that because Brendan Rodgers knows how good Callum McGregor is but so should the Rangers manager the Rangers manager should look at these players and go that's a mismatch you know there's, a, there's I'm putting Cantwell on to Mark McGregor and we saw how it played out as you say he chucked it but the amount of times you rewatch the game McGregor just steps away from him three yeah. or four steps away takes the ball press into midfield Cantwell's eight yards behind him no doing his job you think why would you as the Rangers manager look at these two players and go right I know what I'm going to do about Callum McGregor one of the best players on the pitch I'll put this idea on him yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to defend the Rangers manager here but there was points watching the game back where I can't remember if it's Dessers but when Callum McGregor moves away one of the Rangers players throws his hands up towards Cantwell because he's simply not doing what he's been asked mm. he's, he's instead of Staying on McGregor, I can't remember if he was trying to press or stay stay on McGregor, but he moved away, which meant McGregor was free, which is the whole point of the team over on that side trying to stop that. Mm. Yet he's just left him, and again, we'll see it when we talk about Mikey Johnson. If you're going out there with instructions and you don't follow those instructions, it has consequences, and it meant Cal McGregor just strolled through the game. You're wrong, mate. And, uh, it's the referee's fault. It's nothing <laughs> to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, that's, I think that's unfair on Cal McGregor because he creates the space and yeah. he's absolutely brilliant but part of the reason was that is Rangers can never get a grip of him and a big a big part of that is how good he is but a small part of that as well is they're not doing their jobs right and mm. I love it um, see on the management just before we move away from that entirely I don't want to do an edit Stevens. So I'll just open this right, okay. I, I'll hide the, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the logo because no, no one will notice no product placement, yeah. no product placement dry yeah. January so yeah. I'm having a sugar free soda pop carry on a, a, a name free uh, an yeah. off brand soda pop no one can see what this is uh, so on the on the game management itself I was utterly mystified by some of Rangers decisions in it now, I, I wasn't all that aware of it at the time it was only watching it back I became aware of how ridiculous it was but the the substitutions they made were oh, bizarre. Now I, I I don't mean the the nature of the substitutions. I don't mean the types of players. But we know that there's five substitutions now in three windows, three mm. substitution opportunities. But there was a a moment where Sima is down injured. I think it was was at the moment he clashed with, uh, with Johnson. Johnson, right? Maybe get one in the face. So Sima has down been treated for ages. And during that, they take Cantwell off. Huge applause. Absolutely brilliant. One of the biggest cheers. Yep. One of the biggest pops of the Just day. Just a boy with a TikTok. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So Correct. He, he has to walk over and uh, walk over in front of the, the, the cheering fans. Superb moment. Because there's nothing that quite unites the Celtic fans <laughs> like cheering an opposition player off the pitch, is there? Welcome <laughs> to the, the Holiday Club. The Holiday <laughs> yes. Morelos. Right. Um, so they take Cantwell off and put on Dowell, who I actually thought was Lammers. Forgot Dowell mm. existed. <laughs> so they take Cantwell off. And while Sima is doing the long walk around the pitch, so away along the touchline, behind the goal, over to the halfway line, over to the dugout, during that, they make the decision to take Sima off. Uh, I can't remember who came on for him. Scott Wright, I think it was. 
during that, so there, there is one minute in between Cantwell being taken off and Seymour being yeah. taken off. So that's two so windows of opportunity yep. used within one minute. Clement was no happy. No, so I, I he got booked, didn't he? Clement got yeah. booked. Yeah, yeah. I think mm. I'd say cracks appearing, cracks <laughs> yeah. appearing. So they used two. And then that's before they go down to 10 men. There's no predicting that. It was a straight red. It wasn't as if Balogun was walking the tightrope or anything. It was a straight red. So you can't predict that. But when they take Balogun off, they they take, they put Suter on. So that's all the subs gone. Yep. But at this point, Rangers, despite the fact they went down to 10 men, Celtic kind of lost control of it a wee bit. And I think yep. even Brendan Rodgers said that after the game. He said he wasn't happy about the... Not, not so much losing control, but failing to take control of the game when they had the, the man advantage. After that point... There's ways to upset Celtic. You could have stuck Matondo on, who isn't very good, but he's he's fast. He can possibly upset Celtic's defence a little bit, get in behind. But they chose not to. They just stuck Suter on. That's all the subs gone. So I, I uh, maybe, uh, maybe they just didn't expect, I suppose, to to get anything when they went down to ten men. Maybe they just no. maybe that was it. But uh, it seemed like a bit of damage limitation, didn't it? Because yeah. Lundstrom was a doubt for the game, and he dropped to centre half, and then they took him off for Suter. Like, it didn't really look like Rangers were getting back into the game, but even from the start of the game, Rangers have undoubtedly improved under Clement. They've won games that they weren't winning at the start of the season. Uh, they've got through in Europe. They got a good result away from home. They've got a good few injuries right now. But again, looking at them, it's no different from what I've seen. Well, no, from I was Rangers. quite surprised at that. Like Brendan Rodgers said after the game, played five Rangers managers, and that's honestly. I didn't like to see that a Celtic manager disrespecting the name of Graham Murty. <laughs> Put some respect yeah. on Graham Murty's name. It's actually six Rangers managers you've battered, Brendan. <laughs> Please, he's obviously lost so many he's lost count, right? Yeah. But it was the same thing. It was long ball stuff. It was shelling it on the top of Celtic's long ball, long ball, long ball. And I'm like, what is this passed down through the generations when they when they joined Rangers as every manager given a big book? Here's your here's your introduction. Play any way you like, but when it comes to playing Celtic at Parkhead, we're shelling that ball up. Yep. I think a just, good British long ball. Yeah, it's just a wee, a wee book of Rangers and it's staunch, dignity, dig. That, yeah. That's all they look for in these games and players. I, th- I like to picture it's on a scroll. So they oh, go, I, mm. where, they're, where they're doing the Love and Cup, they bring out the, the Rangers playbook. Yeah. No, that's, that's today. <laughs> tomorrow, oh, it's tomorrow, tomorrow, isn't it? We're doing it on this at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's the same playbook every single time and that's what I was talking about earlier with the deflection, the making up of grievances to, to focus on after the game. We saw it so many times under Michael Beale and it is to deflect from that. It, this game can't possibly be about the fact that I've just sent them out there to give the ball to Golds and Avenir to launch it on top of the left back Google who's the shortest Celtic player it's Greg Taylor well there you go there's your tactics yeah. boot it on top of his head for the th- that's, a bit, that's like five consecutive Rangers managers who have just turned up and, and done that now uh, of course we, we part of the, the big challenge going into this game was that we were facing a, a man of real substance yes. a manager of real substance a, a European level manager yeah he's won he's won leagues before mm. so that's fine he deserves a little bit of respect for that but what we saw was no different absolutely no nah. different it was Fill the team with bigger boys, bigger boys from the year above uh, when compared to Celtic, all, all big guys. And you know what? I actually stumbled up across that. Maybe Sterling was the, the guy to sit on Callum McGregor mm. rather than that empty jersey Todd Cantwell. We'll, we'll never know. But uh, it, it's just deflection. It can't possibly have been the tactics. It's the referees. We've been, we've been done out of it again. And the fact of the matter is we've got a better manager. Yeah. Ah, yeah. And that's it. We've got a better manager and he managed to get more out of his team. And it's what you said, Millie, with the, the, he came on, we came on with a game plan. We came on with instructions. Our better players stepped up and it was a run-of-the-mill win for Celtic. It wasn't an easy game. And no. I think I, I think some of the subs had a bit to do with that and we'll talk about that in a moment. But I think for the most part, all joking aside, I genuinely thought for most of that game, what am I worried about here? Sitting mm, in the yeah. stand, I was like, this is more like it. This is what I'm used to watching. This is the Celtic I'm used to seeing. And unfortunately for you, Rangers, you're the Rangers I'm used to seeing. <laughs> yeah, it was, look, it was tense and Rangers did have a couple of chances, but um, the Celtic team are always going to give up chances yeah. because right now they're not a great team. But that to me is a, a sign for a new manager to come in and go, I've got a chance to go in front of 60,000 fans here my team are in good form and win a game mm. we've had a week's break we've had plenty more time to prepare than we usually would we didn't get any injuries because the game against Ross County was cancelled mm. so they had the chance to go out there and really go for it but they didn't and it was from the first whistle even simple things like you're lost in the, the game and the, ten- the tension and all that but I noticed after a while I was like 
because Rangers took a short goal kick and I was like, that's the first time they've done that in this game. Yeah. And it was way into the first half. Mm. So the, it was again, their keeper punting it up. It was from kickoff, shelling it in. And I'm like, right, the, these tactics might be okay if your first tactic is falling down and you're not getting through Celtic's press or whatever. But to start off like that and think this is the way to beat Celtic, I or right, Celtic haven't been great, but you, you know from Liam Scales, like, he wins these headers yeah. for all his faults. It's not that the, boy will put his head where players, other players, don't put their feet. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the, it's not that type of thing that I worry about. Uh, Welsh and scales. Mm. It's players running off them, running around them. Rangers didn't try that, and um, I hear all this stuff about this guy Seema. From all accounts, he seems like he can score goals. Why are you not creating any chances for them? Why are you working off setting balls up to a guy who is an absolute haddy up there? He had an absolute nightmare. And Underused even, that these days, isn't it? Haddy. Uh, he's just a guy up there with physicality. But with that physicality, you need to get players around him. And Rangers didn't do that. All They were just working off scraps. And if I'm looking at that Celtic team, I'm thinking, look, see if you can put that crowd on the back foot, keep Celtic quiet and put them under pressure. The crowd can turn because it's happened. But the, the Rangers only... never look like doing but that. But that, that's because a good Celtic. Where what they're going to play through Celtic's midfield? We're bossing it there. They're going down the wings. They're getting absolutely no luck down that side. And I think you're what you said last week about Palmer. You know, Palmer didn't have the best game, but he did look to trouble to have in here quite yeah. a lot. To have in here, can he defend? They seem to get a lot of crosses in against him. So everything that Celtic did, everything that Celtic put in play, left Rangers with one option: shell it. And, that, yeah. and that's that's probably what's happened. There's no Rangers' first choice was to shell it. It's the fact that they came up against a Celtic team who were well drilled who were following instructions who had quality players and went the only option we've got here is to shell this ball and feed off scraps but I want, I want to return to talking about Celtic I want to talk about the subs because um, I thought as Brendan thought after we made the subs and when we went down to 10 men we never controlled the game as well as we could and I think some of these guys that came on um, deserve a bit of criticism it's no all you know we can't let beating Rangers paper over the cracks that was a tremendous day and a tremendous win however Mikey Johnson was abysmal once again when he came on Ugh. and it's, hey don't take my word for it take the words of Greg Taylor who oh, furious or, or who was furious um, Chris Sutton was slaughtering him but you can fit, you can see with your own eyes Greg Taylor shouting what the fuck are you doing to, to Mikey Johnson after he let Tavernier run off him once again oh and it was several times uh, a yeah. handful of times he just let Tavernier it's the one thing see even if we are sitting here on our previous episode identifying Tavernier as the main threat and he was again he, mm. t- he turned up with another free kick right but apart from that he is the guy that everything goes through if they're not giving it to Goldson and letting him punt it up the park. Everything tends to go through Tavernier. And Mikey Johnson comes on, and that's what I was talking about earlier, about how it's it's almost like players have been sent out there with no idea what they're doing, yeah. which cannot be the case. No. I, I firmly reject that. So it must be that they're just going out there and switching off. Again, there's a big difference. I said it earlier, a big difference between Novrotsky being thrown in there and expected to hit the ground running and defend. Now he was doing his warm-up on, yeah. on the touchline. And, an, and another thing altogether, to be actually prepared to be subbed on with a with a task in mind, whether you're replacing someone who has run out of steam or you're being tactically put in there to offer something that other players haven't. There's a big difference between just being thrown in. And Mikey Johnson went in there and just completely switched off again. It was weeks ago I said that when Mikey Johnson's been in and out of the team. I said, it's no 1995 anymore. Mm. We don't put on wingers to just hug the touchline and go at defenders. They're a huge part of the defensive element of the team, a huge part of it. Um, and and he, he simply didn't provide it. And he went on a couple of decent runs and he played through the ball that led to the Turnbull yeah. non-penalty incident. So he is capable of doing that. But we can't have a player in the team who just switches off as readily as that. Abada wasn't much better. Abada came on and the first thing he did was he played in Dessers. Now, yeah. Dessers is a diddy, as, as we already discussed. And Seema's away to the AFCON. Uh, mm-hmm. He's been called up for Senegal, I think it is. Yeah. They must be raging that Dessers doesn't get near the Nigeria team anymore because <laughs> they could have been doing with getting rid of him for a few weeks. But again, we're, we're left thinking, right, if they had a competent striker, things might have been different. Mm-hmm. So he played Dessers in, and I think it was the one where he ran through and just smashed it off the, the side netting. So uh, we had players that went in there it's not like they contributed nothing. They contributed to the losing of the grip of the game yeah. for Celtic. And it's, again, it's not it's not something to be focused on, but I think it's worth, it's certainly worthy of discussion because we've been here before, went to Ibrox and won, and then the form dipped off again. Yeah. So it's... That's it's, crucial. Yeah, as much of a celebration this is, it, we, we have to be mindful of the fact that 
while these players are capable of the intensity required, because we've seen it several times this season, it often drops off. And that has led to the the throwing away of the lead that we previously had. Brilliant win to get, but we do still have problems in there that need addressed in January. And it was always going to be about January and we do need to have a sharp focus on that now. But there are players in there that I don't want to see play again. It sounds like I'm being cruel, but it's just not working anymore. For, for, for a couple of reasons. One, because they're, they're not good enough. Yeah. And two, because the squad does need, it needs tightened. The squad yeah. needs shaved up. The squad's too big. With, and there's guys that can and will go. And Mike, the Mikey Johnson thing, I, I said after the Hearts debacle when he was taken off half time that I'd be happy to never see him in, in the team again. And it's not a personal thing. It's just the fact that we've seen it all now. We've seen it over six years. And I, I don't I don't really rate what I see, this, despite the fact that he's clearly a player of some talent mm. um, doesn't really put it to good use then he comes in against Dundee and scores two goals and the response to that was beyond parody the oh see you right players off too soon Aye. after six years right, brilliant so I was happy for him he got a couple of goals but then he comes in against Rangers and almost lets them or, or contributes to letting them back into the game I'm sorry but it's it's, it's got to be over for him yeah, I think, like Stephen, I, I want to do a bit of a calm down here as well because while the win was brilliant, eh, the meltdown's been class and <laughs> it put Celtic where they need to be and it's back in our hands now. So if Celtic can go out there, and we, we know if Celtic drop a couple of points, they can go and beat Rangers, that's good. But there's still a lot to improve in this team. And look, the, the game management was terrible coming on and the apart from Navrotsky, the other four subs just cost Celtic with Mikey Johnston not tracking his man. That this is why I, I, I hate this thing where Johnny Hayes he gave a hundred percent. That's the bare minimum. Yeah. That is the bare minimum, especially playing for Celtic in this game. If you're not willing to track back your man in the biggest game you will play in, then it's never going to happen for your Celtic. Especially when Roy Keane's in the, oh, yeah. <laughs> the stand. Imagine him uh, coming down and seeing Mikey Johnson if Celtic had a drop to points in there. But not Do just, me a favour. Uh, <laughs> not just Mikey but Johnson. It's your job. <laughs> not just Mikey Johnson, I think... Look, we've come in now and we've got Bernardo and you're right, he's another good midfield option. So with those three uh, and Hatati, good, but Hatati's now away. So we've not really solved much there, but we missed Awata. I think if mm. he had been on the bench, he would have definitely come on. But bringing on David Turnbull in a game where you're winning 2-0 and you just need to see it out. He's not that type of player. He is not that type of player as well. Abada, we all welcome him back, mm. but we get quickly reminded about what he is. He's not the most intelligent player on the pitch. He done what Stephen was talking about, but also Celtic had like a four on three and he cut inside yeah. and took a shot with his left foot. That's that's not good enough. It's not good enough. These simple things are what win and lose you these games. You play that to Matt O'Reilly, then you get in the middle, but he chose to take try and take the limelight for himself and I've had enough times I've had a go at Palmer on the other side for that. The all about him stuff and as well, O coming on, you come on and you hold up the ball. You don't go down holding your face mm. and causing mm. it. That's that, right in front of us as yeah, well. It was, it, was, it was embarrassing. And I know we talk about in European games, we need to do the dirty stuff and all that. And we maybe need to do that. But that was really, really poor from him. If you're coming on, you have to hold up the ball. You have to be strong. Like Jackie Marcus done when he came on. All O and the four subs that came on late in the second half didn't improve Celtic at all. In fact, they significantly weakened Celtic. And it brings me on to my point that this game doesn't really solve anything mm. for Celtic because the players that turned up are the players that have been turning up all season. Liam Scales, I've sort of changed my mind on him. These games, don't worry about me, he was brilliant again. But when it comes to playing Kilmarnock, when it comes to playing St Johnston, his passing isn't good enough and isn't crisp enough. And I think Navrotsky coming on and showing him how it's done. So he has to improve on that. Greg Taylor coming into the midfield in this game, ideal. But is he going to be able to do that in the smaller games? Palma and Maeda were pretty poor, to be honest, and didn't affect the game. So if you're going to stop Celtic, stop them through the middle, and then we're going to struggle in games mm. because Maeda's back, but now he's away, which means we've got Mikey Johnson, Yang, or Forrest to play. No good enough, none of them. Uh, so Celtic's problems are still there, and Kyogo scoring a wonder goal, it's not really solving anything. Watching the... Sorry for this rant. Mm. Watching the uh, goals from Kyogo against Rangers, you can see a complete shift in the type of goals he's scoring because all the goals under Ange are pretty much tap-ins right, right in that six-yard yeah. box. 
the one against them. Ibrooks was fortuitous that Rangers defended horribly. The ball comes over and he scores from outside. This one is a piece of magic. These The two goals Celtic scored, one's from a set piece and one's magic. We didn't create an awful lot of chances. So this game's not a worry, but going back to the other games, the same problems are still there for Celtic. But the good thing is, we've done our bit here. We need to now go and beat St Mirren and then sort this in January. There's players there that shouldn't be there, that aren't good enough. We need to bring in quality. A left-back, a winger and probably a striker. Well, that's it for me, Stephen. This is a this is a great place to kick your season on from. Oh, this yeah. is a jumping off point and it's come at the perfect time. It's come, as we sit here, New Year's Day. That's commitment for you. <laughs> <laughs> it is the, the perfect point to build on the season. The, the win was fantastic. Brendan Rodgers, again, has managed to navigate one of these Glasgow derbies and, and show that he's just simply a better manager than Rangers can get their hands on. Our top players showed up once again and got us through the game. This is the point to build on the season. This is the point where Brendan Rodgers is in at the board tomorrow morning going, Look what I can do with this team. Now you need yeah. to give me the three or four more players that I yeah. really, really need. And and it, it's to me, it's such a simple equation. Give Brendan Rodgers the players he needs and you just won't have to worry about Rangers. It's yeah, that yeah, simple. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's yet another opportunity of which we've had several this season now. It was a great game um, to to be at, to enjoy the atmosphere of, to enjoy the win, of course. I've enjoyed the aftermath more. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. the meltdown has been absolutely spectacular as, as is often predictable with these things. Uh, the... The persecution afterwards has been tremendous. And again, I'm going to go and watch it all. I'm going to go watch it all. What else is there to do on New Year's Day Nothing. after all? Just get this out of the way and go and enjoy myself. Right? <laughs> but what what happens next is going to be more telling yeah. for me. This is a an, an opportunity we've been presented with before. We all said after the final game, no, that's not a dead rubber. That's a brilliant opportunity to build upon the confidence of finally getting a win in the Champions League and use it to the springboard into the rest of their season. The very next game was Hearts at home and it all comes crashing down again. The worst performance I've, one of the worst performances I've seen in years. So that can't be allowed to happen again. I'm not just being a, a downer for the sake of it here. What This is what we've seen this season. Mm -hmm. Beat Rangers before, dipped off in form again. Beat Feyenoord, dipped off in form again. So I'm not saying that Celtic need to win every single game, but we need to be able to see that this the the sticky period now, the, the dip. Inconsistency. Yeah, the inconsistency. Everyone's allowed that in a season, but that has to be it. It has yeah. to be over. We have to now go on a bit of a run. No excuses now because January is upon us. Need to get the players in. You've just said it. Give Brendan Rodgers the players he he really badly needs and wants. And the it, it all falls into place after yeah. that. Unless it doesn't. Unless it doesn't. And then we will be faced with serious questions if it doesn't. If we're, if we're still as consistent after January when we've got the players in that are required. Assuming we do, yeah, because that that's I don't an think absolute question. The guys go, the, you yeah. guys go into the the Asia Cup. We, yeah, we, we need we need replacement for those. As not even a question, anyway. it's it's not even a question, not even a conversation, not even a debate. We must get players in yeah. now. So we we need to turn this game into another opportunity to go go on a serious run and really you know, stamp our authority mm -hmm. all, all over this league. As I said it earlier, as brilliant as this is, we cannot ignore the fact that we have thrown away a lead. Yeah. That that could have been that game could and should have been the game that absolutely finished yeah. them off and instead what the game represents is the stopping of them from what looked like an inevitable claim mm. to overtaking Celtic that's what it felt like a few weeks ago seeing we lost to Kilmarnock and Hearts it felt like we've chucked this year not the league entirely but we've chucked the, the opportunity to go on a run and really just run away with us so that has to be now in my opinion and I think Celtic can do it but things need to change Melly, yeah, fine, final, word, final words from you, Melly. Yeah, I think uh, Joe Hart's becoming a problem. I think he was poor again on the ball, taking touches too quickly, throwing things out too quickly when Celtic's game management was really poor. But I think that's becoming a problem. I don't see he's getting a keeper. But but I think with this now, we've seen Brendan Rodgers navigate two games against them. We've seen him win in the Champions League. So I think, again, the focus goes back onto the players for me because they have beaten Rangers at Ibrox, they've beaten Feyenoord in the Champions League, they've had good performances against Atletico Madrid and all that, and they've beaten Rangers here playing well. You've set your own standards now. Mm -hmm. So if Celtic drop off now, it's the players for dropping off because if they perform like they did then, they will win most of the games here. So it's a challenge to the players now. Yes, we need a bit of help. We need some players in, but you cannot drop below those standards that you, you yourselves have set. 
That's it. I'm blocking oh. the wrapping up of this podcast. Don't you dare Why? wrap this podcast up. We're going to VAR. No, play on. <laughs> <laughs> we've, barely mentioned, we've barely mentioned Matt O'Reilly. Oh. Who was absolutely outstanding. And he smashed in that beautiful face of his <laughs> for the cause. He smashed in that delightful nose of twice. his. Yeah, I was ready twice. to run on the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get your hands off him! <laughs> I thought when he was in his tighty whities oh, <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. I, I bet he took his shorts off just <laughs> next to the tunnel and everybody was whistling. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious, man. But uh, we cannot, we simply cannot go. We've mentioned the rest of the midfield because mm, yeah. I think those those needed said McGregor was terrific again like we know he can be Bernardo announced himself as a, a true Celtic player for the day but um, Matt really outstanding again what a footballer I, I haven't made this crucial interjection to mm. bring anything particularly insightful to it a correct other... decision was made Stephen correct, correct. Mm. I, again it's, it's it's all about the. I want the, the transcript con- of how you, <laughs> how you came in this decision the only thing that matters is the correct decision has mm. been reached uh, and I think I think we can all agree it has but Matt I, had, I don't have anything particularly insightful to say about Matt O'Reilly other than things like water footballer you just want to give him his props yeah aye, give him his flowers he's, yeah. he's an absolutely magnificent footballer and he stepped up once again in one of these derbies just what what a player to yeah. watch honestly and uh, and he's he's not a he's a player who's not afraid to get stuck in much no. like Bernardo as well we saw that different edge to him they need to sort out their haircuts they're too similar <laughs> yeah. to pair of them yeah especially yeah. someone who frequently forgets their glasses going <laughs> the game I was like oh, that, that was it Bernardo's it really yeah but what what a super again that that partnership which we've seen so it's been so fruitful in the big games this mm. season we Every spoke big game. yeah we spoke about the the Champions League the identical Kyogo goals in the Champions League where it was Matt O'Reilly finding him from distance it was him that took the pass from Navrotsky spun inside gave it to Kyogo and Kyogo did the rest of course yeah. he still had a lot of work to do but Matt O'Reilly assist for O'Reilly yeah <laughs> a, a, another yeah another one but he is a guy who I remember saying very similar about Matt O'Reilly as well but Greg Taylor last season that if you were to wind it back far enough you would see that Greg Taylor was involved in pretty much everything good that Mm. Celtic do now that was when Greg Taylor was at his peak and he's dropped off a wee bit this season but the same can be said about Matt O'Reilly this season basically everything good that comes from Celtic he is in some way at the the heart of so yeah another absolutely great performance from him in in what has been many this season thank you for watching and listening I think they've got the radio scanners to try and listen to this podcast (laughs) Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.